Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 193. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me on this episode. Um, I have just kind of a brief observation that I want to share um, with with you regarding a portion that I was reading through. I've been spending a lot of time in the book of Mark, and I love this book um, because uh, it's packed full of uh, the miracles of Jesus in, in through his ministry. Um, and I just get, I find a lot of inspiration um, inside of, of that detail. Uh, I'm sure as many of you, uh, but it's just, it's really encouraging and inspiring for me to, to see that uh, embodied in the ministry of Jesus. And then it challenges me to, um, to believe for um, the same to be experienced in in and among my own ministry. It calls me to a kind of a deeper place into into deeper water that oftentimes is uncomfortable and um, and unknown. But um, it, it it still it still draws me out, and so. Um, I love the book of Mark, and I, I visit it often. And as I've said many times before through these episodes, um, it is, it's incredible to me how so many times that you can read through and find new uh, treasures uh, through the Word of God. And so uh, just encourage you to to do that because it's a it's a wonderful uh, treasure chest to explore. <clears throat> so in in today's uh, very likely short episode, um, I said I want to point out something for you to notice to consider. It's in Mark chapter two, <clears throat> and um, I'll start in in verse thirteen, but um, specifically. I'm I'm wanting to point out uh, verses 14 and 15. So beginning in verse 13, it says, Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he walked along... He saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. Now this is where... I'll just stop, and those are the primary two verses that I really wanted to draw your attention to. And perhaps you've you've seen this yourself, and or perhaps this is something new. Uh, and I hope that it can be inspiring to you, and maybe challenging uh, you to to embody what Jesus did. Now, um, if you've 
if you've spent time in the scripture, you know that the Levi that we're speaking of would be is is Matthew, the tax collector. Um, so at the at kind of the beginning here, we see him referred to as Levi. Um, however, uh, Jesus does have a um, have a history of re-identifying, um, and we we come to find out that he is called Matthew. And that's how we know him. Perhaps those around him still called him Levi. Who knows um, exactly, but um, Levi is Matthew, uh, one of the disciples, one of the twelve, and um, he was a tax collector. Um, now, as as you probably also know, uh, tax collectors they um, they did not have a large following. Um, they were despised. They were uh, hated uh, for what they did to the people. The tax collectors were often uh, very, um, very kind of scandalous. They would, uh, you know, charge more taxes so that they could take a cut of what was owed to the overseeing empire, which would be Rome at the time. So this Matthew was uh, not a very popular uh, individual, and his. Um, you know those the Jewish people around him um, would have seen him as a traitor and um, a backstabber of of the people. So, but what I what I just kind of want to draw your attention to, which I've never noticed before, is that transition that we just read. Verse 14, as he walked along, uh, speaking of Jesus, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. Then next we see verse 15, while Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. Now, did you notice that? Jesus encounters Matthew at his booth and tells Matthew to follow him. And so Levi, or Matthew, gets up and begins to follow Jesus. Now, what we don't necessarily know happens in between. He gets up, he goes, he follows. And then the next verse, we see Jesus is having dinner at Levi's house. Now we can we can kind of imagine I think it's fun to do that. Imagine you know what that may have been like the middle what what was in between. Um, I think that's fun and fair of us to do. Uh, something definitely happened. Perhaps Jesus was you know, t- telling Matthew of of things that he may see. Perhaps he was uh, just getting to know him. Uh, it's funny to say that because we we think you know Jesus the you know God Himself in flesh getting to know, but um, it's uh, that that in itself you know God in in flesh is such such a a mind blowing thing to consider. You know Jesus was a human and was a baby, learned to walk, learned to speak learned to write yet how can 
how can anyone teach God anything? Um, so that there is this um, kind of mystery enloaded in that. But without getting too far off the beaten path, we could kind of go down this rabbit trail for a while and it would be quite fun. But what I want us to notice is that the call from Jesus to follow after him was then immediately followed up, not not uh, chronologically necessarily in, in like the moment after, but what we read right after the call was Jesus having dinner at his house. I think that's important. I think there's something that we can discover in that. And the question really is this, how intimately connected is following Jesus and we'll use for the sake of fun fellowshipping with one another now this you know this Matthew this Levi he could have just been maybe curious about Jesus he you know who's to say what his heart the the, the posture of his heart was so he may not have even necessarily been a true believer we could maybe even say perhaps he wasn't a Christian, but um, it. I believe that I believe what the text very intentionally shows us, and something I've never noticed, is how intimately connected is something like having someone over for dinner. How how much a part of the follow me statement. Is there embedded within that reality of of that exchange, that fellowship with another person, whether it's a close um, brother or sister in in Christ, perhaps it's a non-believer, um, maybe they're just an acquaintance, somebody you know, maybe somebody you don't know, um, whatever it is that that God is calling you to do in the moment as it relates to that relational component, you know, around the table. There is, I believe, a huge un, untapped component, I guess, of ministry of this around the table, this um, exchange or inner, or inner uh, change of of food and faith and fellowship. There's something special in that relationship. And I believe that we see that here in Mark uh, played out. And again, we don't know necessarily what all happens in between, but there's a call to follow. And then we see a, a fellowshipping. And, you know, keep in mind that, you know, here as we read, the text is very explicit. It says that many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. So, you know, that was one thing that was very offensive to the teachers of the law and the Pharisees is, you know, your 
spiritual leader is fellowshipping, is having this intimate exchange with sinners and tax collectors. And just in step with the character of Jesus, he he hears this kind of grumbling that's being expressed and he, and Jesus responds with it's not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick i have not come to call the righteous but sinners and so i think my hope is that with this episode it 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 pushes you into this place of taking a step back from your own um your own interactional life and and asking the question who can i um engage with around my own table and involving my own food and how can i implement that into into ministry to others and you know, keeping in mind that it's not necessarily for, you know, one particular person or faith of the other. Um, it's it's about seeing a person, and and then that person being seen. It's it's pretty miraculous if you consider, and I think we should because it's important that. Matthew got up and followed a complete stranger on hearing the words, follow me. I mean, that's, you know, apply that to your own life. You know, let's say you're at the grocery store or you're at a gas station or just doing your regular life. You're at your job and and some person comes up to you and there's something special about them. Maybe you can't put your finger on it, but they just come up to you and they say, follow me. It's pretty mind-blowing to think that you would just walk away from it all and follow that person. It's, it's quite miraculous. Now, I'm sure that our first inclination is to say, well, you know, he was Jesus. Um, and you would be right. And... I'm sure that there was a component of some type of anointing or something there present outside of, you know, the normal everyday situation, you know, almost like there was this holiness to the moment. But even that aside, it's still, it's, it blows my mind to think of how that just transpired and with something as simple as a word you know follow me um as you read through the gospels you'll notice that 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 invitation wasn't always extended in fact remember the the possessed man of the gadarenes who you read of later in mark as well um he wanted to follow after jesus but Jesus wouldn't allow him to. 
he was told to go back to his own people and to tell of all that God has done. So it it's incredible to think that in the moment a person is so hungry for something that even at a word, follow me, they would be willing to give it all away and to follow after what that person has to offer. So I would challenge you to, you know, through this week and the following weeks, be on the lookout for for people who are who are looking for something, who are hungry for something maybe they're not finding in life. And to be that light, um, embody that light of Jesus to the world um, and consider opening up your your home, your table, your food, your fellowship, your companionship to, to someone who, who may be um, at the very edge of their existence, hoping to be noticed and to be seen and to know someone themselves. So thank you for taking the time with me. I pray that this was helpful and a blessing, and uh, we will see you on the next one. I would trade a million lifetimes